Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is true news. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. Today is Wednesday, December 13, 2023. President Biden's ethically challenged son, Hunter, defiantly vowed this morning to ignore a congressional subpoena to testify before the House Oversight Committee. Refusal to obey a congressional subpoena could result in Mr. Biden being arrested and charged with contempt of Congress. That comes with a prison sentence. Let's start with this report from Fox News this morning. As you see, Fox reporting Hunter Biden will not sit for deposition by GOP. Says father not financially involved in his business. So, Rick, he showed up at Capitol Hill today, but he says he's refusing to testify because he wants to do it publicly rather than in secret. That's that's his reasoning there. So uh, Hunter Biden arrived on Capitol Hill Wednesday not to comply with this subpoena and be deposed uh, at the House Oversight Committee but ended up holding a press conference and again offering to testify publicly. He maintained that his father, President Biden, was not financially involved in his business and saying there's no evidence because it did not happen. Now, Hunter Biden offered to testify publicly is a de facto rejection of the GOP demand that he appear in the closed-door deposition he was subpoenaed for, and that deposition was scheduled to take place this morning at 9.30. Instead, he delivered the, the uh, public statement on Capitol Hill, blasting MAGA Republicans who have invaded his privacy, attacked his family, and ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass my father, who has devoted his entire life to public service. Uh, For six years, I've been a target of the unrelenting Trump attack team. Where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I'm here. Uh, Hunter Biden added that my father was not financially involved in my business, saying he was not involved in his dealings with Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings or his Chinese investments and others in the U.S. And we have a brief clip of Hunter Biden's statement in front of Capitol Hill today. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. Of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. 
But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts. Well, Doc, that was a cute attempt to be the victim. Yes. But it's laughable. We've all read the laptop. We know what Hunter Biden was doing. We know what kind of life he lived. You know, James Comer didn't um, set him up with prostitutes. James Comer didn't tell him to video record his his uh, escapades with prostitutes and underage girls and put it on the Internet. Right. And, and store the videos on his laptop. James Comer didn't have anything to do with his shady business dealings with Ukrainian corporations and Chinese. He finally admitted he's in business with the Chinese. Yes. He finally admitted it. So I'm glad you caught that. Because yes. He, I mean, he, he, he came right out and said, yeah, I, I had a business partnership going on with the Chinese. So his but my ar- dad had nothing to do with it. His argument now is my father had no involvement with my corrupt business dealings, including the Chinese. And that corrupt business guy in China happened to be a senior Chinese intelligence official. That's correct. You know, the equivalent to the Chinese CIA. So the, the, the argument now is, see, he's no longer, they've stopped denying that, that the laptop story was Russian disinformation. So they, they took ownership of the laptop earlier this year. Right. Okay, so it was it was my laptop, okay? They had denied it up until this year. Yes. Then the defense became uh you you know, you're uh, you're invading my privacy. Yes, and they actually filed lawsuits. Filed lawsuits said people are invading my privacy. So now the defense is yes, I'm involved in all these crooked dealings. <laughs> yes, I am corrupt, but my dad is but, but my dad isn't corrupt. <laughs> That's the argument. And, and when you really slice it, he said, my dad is not involved in my business dealings. Maybe so. Your dad is involved in the profits. Maybe dad isn't really telling you, because he said, my father's not on the board of directors. He's not. Yes. Oh, yeah, we get that. Because but, that would be obvious that way. But does 10% of every deal go to your dad? And does 50% of your personal income go to your dad? Because that's what your, that's what your email said. So maybe your dad isn't actively every day telling you what to do. But you sure are telling your dad what you're doing. And you're getting the wink and the nod from dad. And when it's time for a phone call... You can get your dad on the phone. See, he doesn't need his father on the phone to say to a corrupt foreign business leader or government official, I want this done. Or I, if you, if you give my son X many millions of dollars, I will do this for you in the U.S. government. He doesn't need his father to say that on the phone. Right. All he has to do is be in the presence of a foreign official. 
a corporate official or a government official, pick up his phone, call his dad, and say, Dad, how's the weather today? And Dad says, Hunter, things are looking bright today, but they could be cloudy tomorrow. There could be bad weather tomorrow, but right now, weather's good. Then you can officially say, I talked to my dad about the weather, which is what he said earlier this year. Yes. Yes, I called my dad. I talked to him about the weather. Doc, that was code for saying, my dad is smart enough not to get recorded by the NSA involved in business deals. Correct. So we have coded language in the phone calls. What Hunter wanted Chinese and Ukrainian and other national leaders to know is, I can call my dad any hour of the day, and my dad will do things for me. That's the purpose of the phone calls. So he can say, my father wasn't involved in my business. No, but you made sure your father knew everything you were doing, and you shared the loot with your father. The Biden family has pocketed tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese. Tens of millions of dollars. We can trace the these funds. We can we can show bank accounts that they went to the That's various right. Biden so family members. What was the Biden family business? What is it? They're not making widgets. They're not producing sandwiches. The only thing they have is influence. That's, that's right. the only thing they're peddling. They're peddling influence, and that's a crime. And ignoring a congressional subpoena is a crime. Ask Steve Bannon. They arrested him. Yes. So do the House Republicans have the backbone to have Hunter Biden arrested this week? I seriously doubt it. I doubt it, too. So the, the, the Republicans are the biggest wimps I've ever seen in politics. The Democrats, they'd already have if, if this was a Republican that refused to show up at a hearing on Trump. The U.S. Marshals would already be surrounding that person's house. Well, the, his children did testify before Congress. Donald Trump Jr. Yes. testified. Eric Trump yes. Jr. I mean, Eric. I'm just Trump. saying, if if, if and you, they, but they testified in closed door sessions, just like it was being requested here of Hunter Biden. What did they What did they do to Roger Stone? Um, who was the uh, the, the 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 Trump um, advisor? Um, they they charged him, Peter. Um, Oh, my, I can't remember his last name. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that terrible? Yes. Uh, I've interviewed him uh, various times over the years. Uh, they arrested him for contempt of Congress. Navarro, Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro. Peter yes. Navarro. They arrested him for contempt of Congress. Will the Republicans arrest Hunter Biden? He showed contempt for Congress today. We'll find out. I seriously doubt it. I, I just don't think the Republicans have the backbone and the stomach to fight. They, they avoid confrontation. Well, uh, Representative Comer did have a response to Hunter Biden's refusal. We have a bit of a soundbite for that as well. President's son, 
that we expect him to come in and uh, be deposed. Uh, this is a normal process in an investigation. This has been a serious, credible, transparent investigation from day one. We've published four bank memorandums. We've had countless press conferences. This is an investigation about public corruption at the highest levels. We have accumulated mountains of evidence that's concerning to an overwhelming majority of Americans. We have specific questions in there, and I think we're going to allow you in there to see the uh, piles and piles of documents, of bank statements, of emails, of text messages that we've worked very hard on in this committee over the last eight or nine months. Uh, we expect to depose the president's son, and then we will be more than happy to have a public hearing with him. So we'll just have to wait and see what the Republicans do. By the way, um, people who are subpoenaed do not have the uh, the right to tell the congressional group or the court how you're going to appear for deposition. You don't have the right to do that. This this was a political ploy today. Hey, I'm here. I showed up. Look at the but, time. But I'm you won't let time. me. You won't let me speak. You won't let me speak. <laughs> that, that was so, the, the biggest. So the plea twist was, you've got to do this in public. Well, how many, how many secretive hearings did the Democrats do on January six? They were all secretive. They were all secretive. And they, do, do you know that? The, do you know that the videos disappeared? I forgot to tell you that, Doc. The videos of the secret depositions have oh. disappeared. The Democrats destroyed evidence. That's a crime. That is a crime. They destroyed the videos. They did the depositions in secret. And then destroyed and then the they evidence. destroyed the recordings when they lost power. And the Republicans took the House. They destroyed the evidence. Because the new House Speaker is trying to get the videos. They don't exist. But they get away with it. Yes. Uh, we'll change our subject here. Uh, Check out this. We've been telling you about uh, various uh, outbreaks of diseases in recent weeks. Here's a new one. Anthrax. New anthrax case in North Dakota cattle bring, brings number of infections this year up to 25. Now, this is actually a report from the beginning of this month. And uh, I, I caught this because I was looking at another anthrax story that we'll get to here in just a moment. But I did not realize that we were going through an anthrax outbreak here in the U.S. And we go, go through waves of this, you know, every few years. But this seems to have uh, more oomph to it, if you will. So uh, as you see the uh, headline there, it says a new case of anthrax discovered in North Dakota cattle brings the total number of animals known to be affected up to 25. That's according to the North Dakota uh, Department of Agriculture, uh, and that this is a confirmed case. The NDDA also said it's crucial to make sure cattle are vaccinated to prevent the spread of diseases. There is a vaccine, and many producers in the affected area worked with veterinarians to administer vaccinations earlier this year. Now, the uh, bacteria that causes anthrax, Baxos anthracis, can remain dormant in the environment for a number of years, making it difficult to counteract infections. And according to a spokesman for uh, uh, the North Dakota State Veterinary Service, it said the case shows how anthrax spores can remain in an environment for a long period of time. And they can also survive a variety of conditions. Uh, anthrax can infect all warm-blooded mammals, including humans. And the bacteria that causes anthrax can form spores, which are resistant to heat, cold, 
chemical disinfectants in drying. Uh, but what caught my attention was the following story here is that there are five countries in Africa right now that are reporting anthrax outbreaks. Over 1,100 cases have been reported, Rick. And so uh, at least five countries in the east and southern uh, portions of Africa are experiencing those outbreaks of anthrax. A total of nearly 1,200 suspected and 37 confirmed cases have been recorded in Kenya, Malawi, Uganda, Zambia, and Zimbabwe, where the disease is endemic. And uh, as of the uh, end of November, Zambia had reported nearly 700 suspected and 25 confirmed cases. Now, these outbreaks are showing various patterns in the affected countries. In Kenya, there have been three deaths this year. Those are human deaths that have been reported this year compared with zero fatalities from over 200 suspected cases in all of last year. And then you have this story. This is from The Messenger via MSN. Anthrax outbreak sickens hundreds. That's according to the World Health Organization. Hundreds as in people? As in people. So the World Health Organization reported an anthrax outbreak in the southern African country of Zambia. Now, the outbreak has lasted since the summer. There have been uh, four deaths that have been linked to the outbreak now. Cases have been reported in nine out of the country's ten provinces. While sporadic cases of anthrax weren't unheard of, the WHO says this is the first time that an outbreak has spread this far. Uh, human cases of anthrax often come from contact with animals, especially ruminants, a group of mammals that include cattle and goats, and is very rarely spread from person to person, according to the Centers for Disease Control. But it can spread by inhaling spores containing the bacteria that cause the disease, drinking contaminated water, or eating contaminated meat. So now you have at least 1,100 to 1,200 cases of anthrax that are spreading throughout Africa. Anthrax is in the United States right now as we speak. And so, but this is a story I, that has flown under the radar for me. I hadn't heard anything about anthrax in a while. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't f- researched anthrax for quite, quite frankly for years. Um, it, it appears periodically uh, in, in cattle states. Uh, But what I'm thinking, as you were talking, Doc, uh, going back to the early 2000s when George W. Bush was in the White House, I think you were in the military at that time, the armed forces. Uh, It was at the time of the Gulf War. And the U.S. government, through the Bush administration and the news media, were prepping the American people for an anthrax attack. Yes. Remember 2001, in addition to the um, attacks on uh, on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. You, you, you know, if, if we're going along with the, the you know the narrative, the fake narrative. You know, that some some Arabs learned how to fly jetliners and they flew them into the buildings. And you know, it's the biggest conspiracy theory I've ever heard. Okay, but anyhow, that's that's the official story. Like Lee Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy. So. The other thing that happened at, at September 11 is that shortly a- thereafter, uh, several U.S. senators received envelopes with anthrax. Yes. So that was the cover story, the letters, that these Arabs were going to kill us with anthrax. Remember the, the, the fear campaign 
Arab Muslims are coming to America with anthrax. Yes. And they told us they're going to get in Cessna airplanes, little private planes, Cessnas. Right, and spread anthrax over and, and communities. And have an aerial sprayer. Like, you know, like a, those stories, you know, like a, um, like a crop, a crop duster. duster. They're going to fly crop dusters over cities and spray us with anthrax. We're all going to die because these Arab Muslims are coming to get us with anthrax. Do you remember those stories? Oh, sure. I remember that. I reported this for years as this stuff was being this didn't just last a couple of weeks. This went on for a couple of years. So then the Bush administration bought gazillions of doses of anthrax vaccine. And it was going to become mandatory for every American to be. There were two vaccines that they had, smallpox and anthrax. Yes. Uh, as soon as the Arabs got done with, with anthrax, then they were going to hit us with smallpox. All this was to whip up hatred towards Arabs and to, to whip up this feeling we've got to crush them because they're coming here. They hate our freedom. And they hate baseball. They, hot dogs. They're hot dogs. They hate it. Apple you know? pie, yes. They and hate it all. These, these, um, the Taliban in Afghanistan, you know, they're, gonna, they're coming out of their caves. They've got anthrax in their caves. Remember, think how corny the story was. Yes. Osama bin Laden lives in a cave. Spooky cave. All these, with, with a dialysis all machine. All these Muslim terrorists, they've got caves. Okay. But they got the internet in the caves. Yes. And they're running a worldwide global terrorist terrorists. network from their caves. And the media just put this stuff out day after day after day. And, and the, of course, the politicians went on the television news channels and spread this garbage. And people like Sean Hannity were, you know, the biggest mouthpieces of, of this propaganda. Lie. <laughs> it's lies. And they whipped up all this fear and anger in the American people. Be afraid of Arabs. They're going to kill you. They've got anthrax. They've got smallpox. Um, they're going to go into the subways. I remember that one. Yes. They're going to go into the subways and in the trains, and they're going to spray us with anthrax or smallpox. We've got to do something. We've got to go and bomb these Arab countries. Before they Before they us. bomb us. Because they're going to take away baseball from us. Folks, do you know how many people have died in the last 20 years because of this propaganda? Because we've been in continual war. Yes. Since 2001. Yes. Continual war. We have bombed country after country after country based on those lies from 2001. And we're still in it now. We're still in it. Right. And think what changed in America since 2001. I mean, remember at the time? There was no TSA. You could walk right up to the gate. That's right. You know, and wave mom and dad. You didn't have to take your shoes home. off. Right. And, and nobody take your belt off. And, and nobody groped stuff. you. Right. I never got groped in an airport ever until George Bush put in the TSA. And then you had to stand there and and like, I can't believe this is happening. And that's just one small portion. Now the now we live in a total surveillance state modeled after Israel. With a war economy. Yes. And, con and, and the politicians brag, our bombs make people work. We need more bombs so we have more jobs. This makes America secure. 
and we've got a great economy if we're building weapons and killing people. The more people who die, the more people in America work. At, at least now they're seeing it right out in the open. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they, they're not shy about it at all. You anymore. know why? Because their propaganda has won. You're right. It, it has won. It's won. The American people have accepted the propaganda. They don't even think anymore. A substantial portion. There's obviously resistors. You and I are resistors. You know, the people that are refusing to believe this stuff are the resistors, resistors to Zionist propaganda. And so they've got to they've got to figure out ways to deal with people like you and me until they can get inside our minds or get rid of us one way or the other. But going back to anthrax, we were told in 2001, two, three in that era that we're all going to die from anthrax. And you're going to have to receive an anthrax vaccination right. and a smallpox vaccination. You couldn't go to your mailbox. Remember that? Oh, that's because right. they, were, they were mailing be, anthrax an, to you. An Arab may have picked you, chose your house to send you anthrax. And people were terrified. This, this was all fear-based propaganda to justify bombing Iraq, Syria, Libya, Afghanistan. How many other countries got bombed? And so here we are now, and they're just killing babies. Baby, they're killing babies. And if you oppose it, you are a supporter of terrorism. Right. They kill the, the Israelis executed children this morning in a school yes. in Gaza, executed them, shot them, piled their bodies up in the corner. Children in a school. It's a war crime. Well, Rick, they were they were terrorists. That's why they had to be destroyed, right? That's that's but, the argument. Yes, but this is the this is the result of allowing propaganda to grow and not be challenged. We didn't challenge it. Some of us did. I was challenging the propaganda during the Gulf War. I lost a lot of supporters. I lost a lot of of Friends of True News, because they said, you're not patriotic, Rick. We're fighting terrorists. George W. Bush is the greatest president we've ever seen. He's God's man. And he's here to stop terrorism before the terrorists kill us. And, and people got angry at me. I mean, I lost, I lost a lot of support. I told them, Cheney's lying to you. Colin Powell is lying to you. Tony Blair is lying to you. George Bush is lying to you. And they were they were all lying they about all weapons lied. Of, of weapons of mass destruction. And it was all driven by Israel. Israel took control of the US government after 2001. They were deeply in embedded, but then in 2001 they took control. They got control of everything. And they used terrorism as the cover. The American people surrendered their nation because of fear of terrorism. Fear of fear. Fear of fear. They use fear to cause people to give up their constitution, give up their liberties, surrender their independent thinking. And now we've reached 2023, and killing children is now the new norm. I want you to think about this, folks. In the past Less than 70 days, the mindset of the world population 
I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no to the world because a, a lot West. of the world is, 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 is totally grossed out. The mindset of the Western world has been moved so far in 70 days that killing children is now the new norm. It doesn't upset anybody. It's okay. I have tried to show videos from Gaza to conservative, patriotic Christian people, and they have said, Rick, I don't want to see it. I'm not interested in seeing it. Uh, that's their problem. Uh, they're terrorists over there. You know, that's sad. That's sad that what's going over there. But, I, you know, that's what they get. That's what they get. It's not my problem. These are babies. Look, these are babies that are burnt to a crisp. Right. It is your problem. You paid for it. Yeah, and we're paying for this destruction of human life. We're providing the weapons with our tax dollars. We are providing it. Yesterday, last night, I posted on X a video of a doctor holding the charcoal remains of a baby. It, it was a baby earlier in the day, a real baby, smiling, loving, looked like it was about this big, toddler. And he's holding, he's holding in his hands, he's got it in a blanket, because it's charcoal. But you can still see an arm with some fingers. You can see a skull. You can see a leg. And he's holding this blanket up with this charcoal black crisp that was a baby earlier in the day. I posted that on X last night, and they locked down my account. They locked my account. Truth is hard. They said, you're promoting gore. <laughs> that, that was, that's what they said. You're violating our community standards by promoting gore. No, the Jews are promoting gore by killing babies. I'm trying to tell the world what's going on, and you're locking me down? Why don't you lock down the Zionists who want to kill babies? Why don't you fire inside X every Zionist that supports baby killing? I mean, the corporate world will fire you for having politically incorrect views. Yes. So can we make the support of baby killing an offense that could get you fired? Why not? Why, why can people go to corporate jobs in America and openly support the slaughter of Palestinians? Why are you allowed to do that? That's, that's a reprehensible viewpoint. They ought to be, they ought to, if, if we're going to have this political correctness in the world, right. then let's say from now on, anybody that supports the slaughter of children is not fit to have a job in corporate America. And fire all of them. If I had somebody on my staff that said, Rick, I'm, okay, I'm totally okay with the Israelis burning all these kids, I, do you think they would stay here very long? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd get them out of here so fast. I don't want anybody like that around me. Well, let's get back to this. Uh, what we're, we're talking about plagues. Plagues and pestilence and earthquakes. That's what Jesus said is coming, wars and rumors of wars. And these plagues, pestilence, and earthquakes are simply symptoms 
of the response the earth itself is having to the sin of yes. humanity. Yes. It, it's not the earth itself that's changing. It's the uh, humanity's sin, and earth is reacting it's to like it. The it's earth has, It's like the earth has red blood cells. Yes. And it's fighting off an infection. The infection is sin. And the infection is getting worse every year. And so the earth is starting to violently convulse to get rid of it. And it will eventually vomit out mankind. Someone asked yesterday on on, uh, Ask Doc, why does God have to create a new earth? Well, because the earth is so infected with the sin of humanity, it has to be destroyed. There, There is no redemption even for the earth itself because the sin has gone, if you will, mantle deep, bone deep. And so it's, uh, you know, this is, so when you hear the stories of anthrax and bird flu and all these other things and wars and everything else going on, these are the symptoms of the uh, uh, sin of humanity. Then the earth is responding to it. Okay, so let's, uh, let's give an analogy like this. This is gory. I hate talking like this, but to help understand it. So if, you, if your home, your personal home, and your entire family, your parents, your grandparents, your wife, your husband, your children, your grandchildren, your entire family, cousins. Like, let's just say there was a big family reunion taking place in your house. And a some crazed gunman came in and shot, slaughtered everybody. Just, just blew everybody to pieces. Blood and guts everywhere. In every room of the house, every room, they hunted down members of your family in bedrooms, in the basement, closets. Every room of your house is stained with blood and guts. Are you telling me that after this is over, you're going to mop up the blood and guts and move back into that house? No, you're going to tear that place down. That's what God's going to do because his family has been murdered. For 6,000 years on this planet, and he can't look at this planet without thinking about innocent blood. He knows the name. He knows the color of the eyes. He knows the hair of every innocent person who's been murdered since Abel. Everyone, Doc. You could ask him, what were the... What was the color of the eyes of so-and-so killed in the year 5042 B.C.? And it's a specific place, and God would know the details of that person. The person's name, height, weight, eye color, hair color, everything, because he made that person. Right. He knitted them together. He knitted them together, and he hasn't forgotten. He looks in the palms of his hands, and he sees their names and their faces. Why does he see them in the palms of his hand? Because his son's hands were pierced with nails that the Jews demanded that he be nailed to a cross. So he looks in the palms. Of, that's what the Bible says. He sees them in the palms of his hands. Why does he see them in the palms of his hands? Because there are nail scars. Mm. Wow. Boy, he that, sees you. That'll preach. He sees you in the nail scars in his son's hands. And he sees every child Every innocent person who was murdered since the beginning of time, he sees everyone. Um, 
Reuters reporting a number has number seven Cal Maine food temporarily shuts down Kansas facility hit by bird flu. Whoa. Yes. So it's we're now mean, seeing food processing plants shutting down. Yes. So mainly it's been on the West Coast. Now it's moving into the Midwest. Egg producer Cal Maine food said on Tuesday it had temporarily ceased production at a facility in Kansas after some of the flock tested positive for the latest round of bird flu. The company said highly pathogenic avian influenza, or HPAI, had affected about 700,000 laying hens, or about 2% of their total stock. Calmain said these detections do not, repre- uh, do not present what they say an immediate public health concern and are not a threat to the food supply, but obviously they're going to impact the food supply at some point. And uh, just follow up some from yesterday, over 72 million chickens, turkeys, and other birds have been wiped out since the U.S. avian flu outbreak began back in February. Uh, so uh, this is just another continuation of what's happening out there. And now we're seeing the bird flu kind of move into the interior of the United States, but not but just this, the U.S. But this is an egg, an egg facility, right? which means the price of eggs is going to start going up. Right. Uh, you, you're going to see shortages in eggs. Uh, once again, you have an opportunity to stockpile food while you can. One more story. This is uh, uh, bird flu outbreaks in Japan. Yes. Raise so- concerns of egg shortage and record prices. So it's happening in Asia. Yes. And so they're culling flocks in Japan now. They've just announced this week uh, in a strategy to keep uh, bird flu under control in Japan. So it's, um, you know, this is an international concern that's taking place here with uh, the the way avian flu has been going through various poultry industries. Um, You you will, if it continues, if it continues, and I've seen over 25 years, I've seen waves of bird flu outbreaks come and go. And there has yet to be the global pandemic that, world leaders said could happen we've not seen that yet thank god but there have been these outbreaks you know and and maybe that's maybe on this one doc this one's going to come and go this may be a story that we have throughout the next year right and then they get it under control how do they get it under control they slaughter tens of millions of of chickens and and turkeys but what's significant i think we covered this yesterday on true news is that we always are looking for when it begins to jump species. It's already jumped species. Over a thousand sea lions in, in South America yes. uh, have died as a result of bird flu. Yes, which is the strange story because they're convulsing on the beach. Right. It's attacking their nervous system. Flus do not attack your nervous system. Man-made biological warfare viruses Absolutely. do attack yes. your nervous system. So what the moment I saw that the seals... We're flopping around on the beach because their nervous system was being attacked. That that's when I paid attention and said, "Wow, we've got something here that's that's unusual, that's uh, scary, because it looks to me like somebody has released a man-made virus in Brazil that's attacking seals and sea lions. It's just not normal behavior. So the question now is, does this flu?" jump species to humans and does it become human to human airborne transmission 
because once it's airborne, Doc, here come the mask mandates. Yes. Here come the lockdowns. Here comes the bird flu vaccine uh, mandates. And you can be certain that Pfizer already has an mRNA bird flu vaccine waiting to be deployed. Yes. And you will not be able to go to work, go to school, get on an airplane if you don't have the bird flu vaccine. They're going to do so. If it's not bird flu, it's going to be anthrax. If it's not anthrax, it's going to be small. They're going to do something because they've learned that through the fear of a pandemic, people will surrender their rights, their liberties, and their brains. They will just stop thinking. That's the first uh, the thing to fall. Yes. Is the you brain. have to walk this way down the aisle of a grocery store. <laughs> There's arrows on the floor because you're too dumb to do anything else other than walk in that And direction. they did it on sidewalks. You can only go north on this side of the street and south on this side. As though the virus was going north and I south. that. The virus was circulating. It was going north and south. So you had to get on the side. You, look, you had to think about it. You're, you had to coordinate your walk on the sidewalk to be going with the flow of the virus. You didn't want to be going headstrong into the virus. You had to be walking the virus going south. So you want to be walking south. So the virus is behind your head. Yes. <laughs> People did it. People did it. City governments painted arrows on sidewalks and issued fines if you went the wrong way on a sidewalk. People give up their brains. And the, the globalists have discovered, they, they know, they will surrender. They'll snitch on their neighbors. And they did. <laughs> they did. Remember, they were ready to send the military out. To homes yes. to, to vaccinate people. They were ta yes. talking about that. That, they, that seems to be forgotten in this whole and, conversation. And who was floating that idea? President Trump. And who, and who was his, his advisor, his lawyer? Dershowitz. Yes. Dirty Dershowitz. One more plague story. This is a strange one. Out of Gaza, I saw this yesterday. Outbreak of smallpox reported among Gaza's children. Smallpox. Yes. Now, I, I got to tell you, when I first saw it, my first thought was, oh, my God, don't tell me that the Israelis have released a smallpox virus that targets Arabs. That was my first thought. Immediately. Well, I that thought, was my thought, too. Oh, they're going to wipe them out. They're just going to wipe them out. Netanyahu's going to sit back and go, things happen. Things happen. They got smallpox. It looks like we'll just have to bury the bodies. But now today, this story has changed. And it now says measles. Yes. Now, the headline has not changed. That's what's really weird. So the headline still says smallpox. But the story itself has changed to measles. Okay. So we don't know whether it's smallpox or measles that is circulating in Gaza right well, now. Well, I can confirm that the World Health Organization has said there is an outbreak of measles taking place in Gaza. So it could be that the publication mistakenly said smallpox in the headline. But would it, let me just say, but when you saw that headline, did it surprise you? No. No, it's In fact, me. you halfway kind of expected a headline like right. that by this point. That they would do it, that, that 
the Israelis would do it. But even still, consider the humanitarian crisis that's going on in Gaza. You have no hospitals. You have no clinics. You, 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 you barely have people walking around. The sewers are out. The water is it's contaminated. There are no bathrooms. Uh, why, you know, cholera is, uh, there's an outbreak of cholera in, of in Gaza right now. There's no sanitation. Um, if someone gets the measles, what are you going to do about it? Take them to a hospital and they get bombed at the hospital. Right. I mean, they've got more important things to worry about, like getting their arms and legs blown off, than to worry about measles. But measles, untreated, can have lifelong impact on your on your body, your reproductive system. That's right. That's and true. so, uh, when I saw this story yesterday about the smallpox, it, it didn't surprise me at all uh, that that could be a strategy. But as you dig into the uh, deeper story now, even the the cholera that's going on right now, the measles that's going on, this on top of everything else that's going on. Do not underestimate the globalists, how low they will go, how far they will go, how wicked they will go to maintain control. Do not underestimate them. In fact, you have to think they probably will do it. And Think God, of the worst thing that they, they could happen, and they'll probably do it. And Gaza is the perfect lab case for it right there. They, I mean, they know they can get away with it. They know that they can get away with it. And half the world will not say a word about it. That's it. So prepare. Have food. Have a way to filter water. Um, do the necessary things that you need to do to survive a long-term disruption of supplies. And, uh, you know, we've shown you today with bird flu, there's already a disruption in the egg uh, supply of the United States. A, a major egg production facility in Kansas shut down this week because of bird flu. Uh, they're, kill, they're, they're, they're calling, they're, they're slaughtering millions of, of birds in the United States. Tur when I say birds, I'm talking about poultry, chickens and, and turkeys. They're killing. I think one was California. It was like sixty-eight million. Right. Have already been killed. That that in itself will change prices and supply of food in the United States. You can you can build up a supply of powdered eggs. I have a lot of powdered eggs in storage in my home. Uh, you know, I've got enough eggs to last me, Doc, for a couple of years. So if Things get really bad, and, and you, I need want an a, egg. you want an egg sandwich. Come <laughs> over, okay? Uh, I'll have egg sandwiches ready. I'll have you know, I'll have omelets. Uh, so it's a source of protein. So you, it's it's a it's a it's dried eggs that you add water, and you instantly have you have eggs to scramble the, to cook to to uh, bake. You have you've got a source of protein. So. American Reserves has buckets of dried eggs, and that's just one of the food items that they have. Uh, check out American Reserves, their website. Look at the water filter, the gravity water filter, which is the, the original, Burkefield. Burkefield is still in business. They've been in business for a long, long time. But there are other companies out there that are knockoffs on their name that are not going to be in business Burkefield is still in business, and they're still making the same filter that they were making decades ago. And it is on, it's available 
on the American Reserves website, also shortwave radios. Check out everything that they've got. And don't forget, this week until Friday night, it's coming Friday night, American Reserves is offering to True News only, nowhere else, True News, 10% discount. Put in the promo code True News. We'll be back in a minute. God's people are smarter than ants. Even ants know it's wise to store food. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provides her bread in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. I'm Dr. Robert A. Schuler, and I'm on a mission to encourage Christian families to prepare for tough times. That's why I'm endorsing American Reserves. American Reserves can help you build a food storehouse like Joseph in Egypt. American Reserves offers emergency food packages for a month or full year. Buckets of freeze-dried beef and chicken, assorted vegetables and fruits, and powdered eggs are ready for quick delivery. A panic can cause store shelves to be emptied in hours. Be wise. Be ready. Order food at AmericanReserves.com. For a limited time only, our sponsor, American Reserves, is offering a 10% off site-wide Christmas sale. It's happening now. Head over to American Reserves' website and use code TRUENEWS to save on products for you or gifts for your loved ones. The sale ends Friday, December 15th at midnight Eastern time. Well, tomorrow afternoon, after we finish True News, Doc is going to go to the uh, Orlando airport and fly out to Columbus, Ohio. And, Doc, why don't you tell our audience why you're going to Ohio tomorrow? Well, uh, uh, several weeks ago, uh, Miss Susan had the opportunity to communicate with a, one of our viewers, one of our listeners, and in the course of that conversation, shared some information about where she was living and uh, some of the uh, you know, it really was impacting her health, and not just her physical health, but her mental health. Uh, she was asking she, Susan to pray for her health because right. she had um, respiratory problems from breathing in so much uh, mold. Yes. And so you, these are images of, of where she's living at as we speak right now. And so you can see it is very infected with mold. And it's a, a real problem for uh, for her, uh, for Mary, that's her first name, and it is a real issue, and it really kind of struck our hearts that we need to do something for her. So you see the uh, camper that she's uh, currently living in there, and uh, so what we decided to do, and this, she didn't ask us to do this. She didn't ask us to do this. We decided that we were going to do something special for her, and we were going to get her something new to live in, and this is what we have uh, picked out that uh, we're going to get Mary into this week. And I'm expecting this to be delivered probably today or early tomorrow over at the uh, uh, mobile home park where she resides. And so, so you arranged for a, another uh, lot. Yes. So right. she, we're going to move her just a few, a few doors a few, down few doors the road down. And to so, another lot that was empty. And you're going to have this, uh, this camper parked there. Maybe today, yes, or tomorrow, right? And 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 then get the utilities hooked up, right? We're so we're working on all that this week. So there's a lot of things that have to be done. And then I'm flying up Thursday evening, and we'll be uh, in her town uh, Friday and Saturday just to make sure everything's in place. Also, we're going to be equipping her with uh, new. Uh, 
pots and pans, new dishes, new linens, uh, new everything, because you can't carry the mold over from the other place to here. Uh, so we are going to get her set up. And you've got a, you've got a comforter that was uh, sent in by one of our yes. True News family members. So yeah. I'm taking that up and uh, presenting that to Mary. And uh, so, we, we, you know, people have been so generous in this project, Rick, and we've been getting so many responses from people. I've been getting offers for help. Uh, people that live in the uh, in the uh, greater Columbus area in Ohio, and uh, so I'm I may be able to connect with a few people to help out a little bit. There's some things we have to do to get her uh, the camper winterized, uh, and we'll be doing that on Saturday, like skirting and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that has to be done because it does get cold in the winter up in Ohio, and so we need to take care of that. But uh, uh, People just been so generous in helping us out with this particular project, and we want to encourage you. If you want to partner with us on this, you still can. There's nothing holding you back. We'd love to have you uh, uh, help us out with this very special project. Our, this is a, a Christmas miracle, really, for Mary. Yes, it's Mary's Christmas miracle, and you can be part of it. You, you will feel very good about yourself helping to put her in a new, clean comfortable warm uh, camping trailer and she will have christmas in a brand new home she's just, not going to have to breathe mold spores anymore yeah and she's been living with a space heater and she didn't in, even have a heater in the trailer. right she has hasn't even had hot water for a while the water heater has gone out uh, on the old camper and so imagine living in you know not having heat other than a space heater, not having hot water. I mean, you try to function without hot water a day or two. Doc, this is one of the uh, one of the reasons that we need to form these Daniel Eleven micro churches. See, if there was a micro church in that yes. community, they, those members could be going over to her place personally, being the body of Christ. Right. That's that's one of the reasons we need to have these micro churches. This is a woman who is part of the True News family, and she's just on hard times, and she needs help. She didn't ask for help. We made the offer. We we got together here. We prayed about it. We, we talked about it. We said, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's just by faith put her in a new home. And uh, we're just trusting that the Lord will speak to the hearts and minds of a lot of people, and you will make a generous end-of-the-year contribution to True News. It'll go into the general fund, and we will use the money— Whatever Doc needs to take care of this woman this weekend, he has total liberty, freedom, authority just to get it done. Just make sure she is uh, comfortable and taken care of and do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we will trust the Lord that all the needs will be met. And then when we get finished with her, we have another family. That family is right here in Vero Beach. Yes. They're not residents of Vero Beach, but it's a Christian family in ministry that was traveling through Vero Beach in a RV, a recreational vehicle, and it broke down. And they have been stranded here, I would say, over a year or two. At least a year. Though, At least a year. And... This came to our attention through one of our uh, team members who would see them um, as he was driving by. And he, the Holy Spirit just, you know, 
would convict him every time he'd go by their RV because he'd see the kids, family sitting outside, yes. you know, of the RV. And so he stopped and talked to the couple and found out that they were in ministry and their RV is not fit to drive on the highway anymore. And they're just kind of parked here in Vero Beach waiting on the Lord to provide for them and get them out of this mess. So, you know. God willing, we're going to do the same thing. If enough of you help in December, we're going to find a used RV for that family and get them on the road. And this gentleman is a preacher of the gospel. I mean, he yes, preaches, preaches on the street corners of cities. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a street preacher. He's preaching, and he's just, uh, he too is on hard times, and he needs a miracle from the Lord. You can be the miracle maker. Hmm, I like that. You See, you'd be Mary's miracle maker. And you'd be the miracle maker for this family that's stranded. You'd be the miracle maker. Because Christ will work through you. And he will funnel more money to you than you're going to give away. Yes. I promise you, he will give you more money than you can give away. You give away something for this project, and then just watch what happens right after you give it away. There will be blessings in your life. It will come from various directions. You will be blessed. So the address is P.O. Box 399, Vero Beach, Florida. The zip code is 32961. That's our new address, P.O. Box 399, Vero Beach, Florida, 32961. There's a phone number if you want to call it any hour of the day, seven days a week. They will take your call and receive your gift over the phone, 800 576 2116-800-576-2116. And, of course, the easiest, fastest way to give is online at truenews.com or the True News app. And you can get your donation to us right away. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be taking a break here in about 90 seconds. And coming up, we're going to show you about a, uh, a Polish member of parliament. In fact, um, well, I think we'll wait uh, so we have more time to talk about it. A member of parliament in Poland was so outraged by Israel's genocide of the Gazan people that um, he took matters into his own hands yesterday uh, at the uh, parliament building in Poland. They were having a Hanukkah celebration, lighting of the menorah at the uh, parliament building. Yeah, so he, he thought there was a fire, and he put the fire out. So... Uh, I don't know if he's in hot water today. I don't know what the, what the reaction has been. Oh, uh, it's been negative. We'll share. Oh, I, I can imagine, from... you know. And then we'll also tell you how the globalists replaced the prime minister of Poland this week. <laughs> they they got the other prime minister out and put in a, I mean, one hundred percent globalist, European Union bureaucrat globalist. So apparently, the other guy wasn't going along with the World War III plans, and they had to get him out of there. But we'll give you all the details coming up in the next hour of True News Plus Morning Manor. Don't go away. You're listening to WWCR International Shortwave Radio. You can find True News on frequency 12.160 from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern and on frequency 4.840 from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. Connect with us on Rumble, Facebook, X, and Getter. 
Hey, I would like to say to our audience on WWCR, International Shortwave, and we, we have a very large audience. I've been very pleased by the response. Um, the response of hearing people say they're listening. Yes. Okay. We also need you to respond by saying we're supporting. And here's a donation, Rick. We, we appreciate you being on WWCR. Uh, many months ago, I don't, I don't even remember what month it was that we started, Doc. Uh, the management of WWCR contacted us and said Alex Jones is unable to continue uh, paying for eight hours of programming per day, five days a week. And he's going to quit um, after 25, 27 years on WWCR. And we would like you, Rick, to take his place. So we prayed about it, and we said, yes, it, it was a big decision. Eight hours a day is a lot to program. It's also a lot to pay for. Few people buy eight hours a day on any station. That, that's a significant purchase. But we saw it as an opportunity, and that God had opened a door for us to go back on WWCR after many years of absence and so we, we stepped out and we said, all right, let's do it. We will believe that the people on, who, who listen to WWCR will support us. So if you are listening to us on International Shortwave, we're asking you to get behind us for the month of December, the end of 2023, and show your appreciation. You need our physical address. Okay, It's P.O. Box 399. Box 399, Vero Beach, Florida, 32961. And, of course, you can use the website, truenews.com. So I was telling you about a member of the Polish parliament, uh, Mr. Uh, Braun. Gregor Braun. And he was in the parliament building and saw a, a uh, Hanukkah celebration event and the lighting of a menorah. And he did something really radical. Um, I was surprised. I mean, the guy picked up a fire extinguisher and, and put out the fire of a menorah. And he did this as his protest of Israel's genocide of the Palestinian people. So quite a scene inside the parliament. What's been the reaction, Doc? Well, uh, he actually addressed this in Parliament, and uh, uh, his uh, words were so incendiary that they expelled him from Parliament for a certain period of time. They expelled him today? Well, uh, it, it's not, a, an, it's not uh, forever, but for a but, temporary— But, I mean, really, today he was kicked out of Parliament? Oh, for yes, a, Like absolutely. suspended? And you'll see the reason why here. Uh, so if we've got uh, number 11, I'll read the captions on this. So he's appearing here in front of Parliament. Honorable Chamber, there could be no place for acts of racist, tribal, wild, Talmudic cults. He called them a Talmudic cult? Yes, he called it Talmudic cults. Uh, and it goes on within the SAM or the Parliament of the Republic of Poland. As I understand, ignorance speaks through those gathered. You are not aware of the message conveyed by the content of this act, innocently calling it a Hanukkah holiday. Uh, please respond to the words that concern you. This is coming from the uh, leader the of the speaker. chamber here, from mm -hmm. the speaker. Mr. Marshall, I was accused here. I was accused here of racism. 
when in fact I am restoring normalcy and balance, putting an end to the acts of satanic, Talmudic, and racist triumphalism. He doesn't hold anything back, Greg, because that's the real message of those holidays. I challenge you to a theological debate. I am willing to share information that has not reached you. And so the reaction within Parliament, I mean, people pulling their hair out uh, uh, over his words. And so and uh, they called for his uh, at least temporary uh, expulsion from Parliament. But it should be pretty clear that uh, uh, Gregor Braun was coming in hot when even when he was running for uh, his seat as a member of Parliament. His campaign ad, and we've got his campaign ad, too, uh, it's so... Uh, God bless you. My name is Braun, Gregor Braun. My election to mayor of Gdansk would guarantee very good changes. I'll protect Gdansk from Euro-communist invasion, immigrant invasions. Germans and Jews will not teach us history. Degenerates won't raise our children. I will dismantle and settle the Gdansk agreement. The city is first for citizens and only for speculators and developers. And so he has, uh, he has a very bold position there and uh, so this uh, to me signifies that there are at least a few voices out there that are standing up to this uh, globalist dictum that's been put out there by the Zionist agenda uh, that not everyone is going along with it but there's a price to pay for it as well Doc, Israel and the Zionist movement uh, they're going to have a very difficult time in the days ahead I mean, they're in the driver's seat right now because the West is giving them money and bombs to kill children. And I'm ashamed of my country right now. I am absolutely ashamed of the United States of America that our country is financing and equipping a genocidal, lunatic nation that is slaughtering thousands of children. I am ashamed of our country. I'm embarrassed. And I tell God every day, look, my hands are clean. I don't have blood dripping from my hands. I'm not participating in the slaughter of children. You put this on, on Biden. You put it on Schumer. You put it on Lindsey Graham. They're the ones with hands dripping with blood, not me. I'm against it. But I'm ashamed that our country is, is backing them. But when this is over... And I, I fear there will be very few Palestinian people alive when it's over. Right. Folks, we're witnessing the eradication of a, a nation of people. You're witnessing it in real time. And it's the complete o- and, eradication. And to, uh, to many in the West, it's okay. It, yes. Yes. They'll, they'll Including the Christian Zionists. They yes. love it. They absolutely love it. They're, they're, they're delighted that it's happening, and they're, they're tickled that the opponents of genocide are frustrated, which means they're winning. They're delighted. They're absolutely delighted, Doc. So when this is over, they think that they're going to be in the driver's seat, but they're not. The world, when I say the world, you get, I'm separate the West, the United States, Great Britain, you're, most of the world is against it. Most of the world has turned against Israel. 
they are not going to be um, accepted in the world community after this war is over. Yes. Because as atrocious as what we're seeing right now, the real atrocities won't be revealed until this conflict is over. Yes. When we start digging up the rubble and find out that hundreds of thousands have died. Well, there will be millions that will die. Yes. There's there's two and a half million people in Gaza right now, and there are no homes, hardly any homes left. And they're bombing these homes, these buildings, as Literally f- about 15 buildings per hour, 24 hours a day, is what's being bombed right now. Yes. Uh, while we're talking about Poland, uh, it's number 13. I-, I noticed this the other day. Poland's new prime minister, Donald Tusk, takes office. Well, Donald Tusk, this guy is a hardcore European Union bureaucrat and globalist. Yeah, he. He served as president of the European Council. I, I don't know how much more globalist you can get than that. He wasn't a, he wasn't voted in by the people. Right. He was installed by the globalists. Somehow they got the 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 previous uh, prime minister of Poland. They got him out, and they got this globalist in. This just happened this week. So this tells me, Doc, that the other guy was not going along with World War Three. He was getting cold feet. That was. And they World had to War, get they had to get a true blue far-breathing globalists into that position because Poland is vital in this war against against Russia. And the former Prime Minister Morawiecki had some frictions going on with Germany as well, whereas Donald Tusk, he wants to be friendly with uh, uh, Germany, especially Germany. Uh, and so uh, he wants, really what he wants is for Poland to be the leader in the European Union. That's what he really, really wants. By the way, Maria Zakharova, the press secretary of the uh, Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, she said today, repeated the threat that was made a week or two ago. She said, any American F-16s that take off from Poland or any other NATO nations to fly to Ukraine to bomb Russian soldiers— those F-16s will be considered enemy targets, and Russia will shoot them down. Where's the main staging area? Poland. Doc, that that tells me that the other guy, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. Morawiecki, yes. <laughs> yes. That he was not up to this fight. That he's saying, hey, wait a minute. Well, wait, they're talking about bombing us. I'm not going for this. Okay, you're done. We'll bring somebody in. We'll we'll put a we'll put one of our guys in. We thought you were one of us, but you're not. We're going to have this war with Russia. Yes. And your country is going to be the the main staging area for this war. And remember about a year or so ago where Poland was talking about sending an invoice to Germany yes. for 1.1 trillion dollars for war reparations. That right. was a Morawiecki policy. And yes. I bet now that's off the table. That's off the books. That's right. Hey, we got like three minutes. I'm going to show you some uh, some videos from um, from Gaza. Let's take uh, uh, Lee. Let's uh, we'll go to number 22. This is uh, this is a Palestinian child injured uh, by. Look at this, folks. Look look at this little baby. And, and still manages a, a trying half to a smile, smile. Trying to smile. 
That's what Zionism is. Look at that. There's the face of Zionism. Zionism would murder an innocent baby, a little baby with stitches over its eye, probably lost his eye. He's probably lost his eye. Uh, let's, we'll just keep going. Um, next one, um, Palestinian children. Uh, look at this little girl, traumatized. Look at her shaking. She's, she is terrified. She is in shock. She's traumatized. You know, may we all live to see the day that Netanyahu shakes like that forever? That he just is in a state of perpetual shock and just sits in a corner shaking? Mm. Because that's what the man deserves. Look what he did to this child. And this is just one child among hundreds of thousands of children that are suffering in Gaza. Um, do we have any more video? I don't know if we have number any twenty-one. More. Number uh, twenty-one. Yeah. Do we have? Yeah. Let's let's watch this one quickly. We have a dead child on the floor of the hospital. She looks like she's maybe six, seven, eight years old. She died on the floor. She died on the floor of the hospital because there's no beds for the child. And the reason why they had to cover her up is because her uh, abdomen was exposed. Oh, so her, her intestines were hanging out. Yes. So all you filthy, no good, disgusting Zionists, you killed this baby. You killed this little girl. John Hagee. You killed that little girl. David Jeremiah, you killed that little girl. You promoted Zionism in the churches of America. You gave it cover. You provided spiritual cover in the church of Jesus Christ for Zionists to murder babies. Innocent children. And you stand today and you brag about how Israel must be defended at all costs. At all costs. And when you say all costs, you're talking about... Killing children. Hell is enlarging itself to receive your souls on Judgment Day. I've got to take a break. I'll be back with Morning Manna. Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Father, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for being our our maker, the giver of life, the one who um, provides eternal salvation to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to take charge of morning manna and teach us your wonderful words in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm going to pick back up in uh, chapter 23 of the book of Acts and verse 23. Read to the end of the chapter, and then we'll see where we go from there today. So uh, at verse 23, reading from the King James, 
And he called unto him two centurions, saying, Make ready two hundred soldiers to go to Caesarea, and horsemen threescore and ten, and spearmen two hundred at the third hour of the night. And provide them beasts that they may set Paul on and bring him safe unto Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter after this manner. Claudius Lysias unto the most excellent governor Felix sendeth greeting. This man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them. Then came I with an army and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. And when I would have known the cause wherefore they accused him, I brought him forth into their council, whom I perceived to be accused of questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or bonds. And when it was told me how that the Jews had laid wait for the man, I sent straightway to thee and gave commandment to his accusers also to say before thee what they had against him. Farewell. Then the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris. On the morrow they left the horsemen to go with him and returned to the castle, who, when they came to Caesarea and delivered the epistle to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, he asked of what province he was. And when he understood that he was of Cilicia, I will hear thee, said he, when thine accusers are also come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod Judgment Hall. So that's uh, the end of chapter 23 there, and we'll see if we get into 24 today. All right, so now we are going before uh, Felix. And uh, so in response to the 40 Jews that are, have uh, uh, side uh, themselves to go after Paul, uh, the uh, uh, the chief captain there gets 200 soldiers, 70 uh, spearmen. I mean, he's he's ready for bear here. <laughs> well, actually, what he's got, Doc, is 470 men. Yes, is 200 soldiers, 200 spearmen. Yes, um, the spearmen were um, most likely javelin throwers. Um. So he's got 200 soldiers, 200 spearmen, and 70 mounted soldiers on horses. 470 Roman soldiers to escort one preacher. Um, so the chief captain is, is taking extraordinary measures to ensure Paul's safety. That's This shows you how seriously they took the threat against Paul's life. Imagine today you saw a prisoner being escorted out of a courthouse surrounded by 470 police officers. What would you think about that man? He must either, be some, some sort of criminal. I mean... Well, uh, either, either he is an extremely dangerous criminal, or he is an extremely important person whose life is in danger. Right. So the chief captain knew that Paul was not a, a dangerous criminal, but he knew that the Jews wanted to murder him. And he went to extraordinary uh, measures to, to protect Paul's life. So we've got 470 Roman soldiers escorting Paul to Felix, the governor, and they, they, they departed uh, Jerusalem 
in the third hour of the night. Uh, so that's somewhere around 9 p.m. So they left under the cover of darkness to minimize the risk of attack. Uh, he provided uh, horses or <coughs> some other um, animals uh, for Paul to ride. Paul didn't have to walk. They made sure that he he had an animal to ride, whether it's a donkey or a horse or a camel. I we don't know. And um, they're go, you know they're off to go see Felix. Well, Felix is an interesting character. Um, he was a a freedman, and he was the mother of of Emperor Claudius. Um, no, he wasn't the mother of Emperor. <laughs> Emperor. What was his relation? What did I say? Well, not the mother. Um, I got this messed up. Um, Doc, how was he related to Claudius? Do you know? He was the uh, younger brother to uh, 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 Antonia. Antonia was the mother of. Yes. Okay. So, Antonia was the mother of of Claudius, uh, and he was a freedman under Antonia. Right. Okay, so I got it, I got it right here. And, so he, uh, he was actually the grandson of Mark Anthony. Yes. Yes. So he's, he's, a, um, he's got a lot of connections in the Roman Empire, and he has a reputation. And he had a reputation of of cruelty, uh, of lust, and um, he had been married uh, three times. Uh, one of his wives was Drusilla, who was the daughter of Herod Agrippa. And um, so, Felix is is an important character in in the Roman government. So then we get to verses twenty five through thirty. This is the letter that he wrote. To, um, and it says, he wrote a letter that went like this, Claudius Lysias, to his excellency, Governor Felix, greetings. So Doc read the letter to you. So we actually, you know, the Bible gives us an actual transcript of a Roman government letter. Yes. So uh, Claudius Lysias was the, he's the Roman officer, and uh, he's exercising his authority to ensure the safety of a Roman citizen. And he's got to, he's got to transport Paul safely to uh, Felix without any uh, incidents along the way. He can't allow uh, an ambush, any kind of violence to take place. He's got a responsibility to get this prisoner, Paul, safely to Felix. Now, Paul was really not a prisoner. He's he's actually he he's not charged by the Roman government. He's not a prisoner. He's under protective custody. Right. The Roman government has not charged him with any crimes at all. The Jews have charged him with crimes, and Claudius Lysias is trying to get Paul out of Jerusalem and get him over to Felix. And let Felix deal with the problem, figure out what to do. 
So in the letter, he explains to Felix that Paul is a Roman citizen, and he was seized by the Jews and was in danger of being murdered. Um, he states that, he tells Felix, I, I learned about a plot. And um, he doesn't tell Felix, hey, little kid <laughs> was my source. He just says, I discovered a plot. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm providing um, military protective detail around Paul. And I'm sending him to you, Felix, because you're wise and you will know what to do with this man. We get to verse 31 and 32. So the soldiers, according to their orders, took Paul by night to Antipatris. The next day, they left the cavalry, depart with them, and they returned to the barracks. So after receiving their orders, uh, the soldiers wasted no time. They took Paul under protection during the night. The foot soldiers returned to the barracks in the tower of Antonia in Jerusalem, leaving the horsemen to accompany Paul. Now, the destination was Antip Antipatris. Is that the right way to say it, Doc? Antipatris. 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 Okay. Antipatris. It's about 42 miles northwest of Jerusalem. And it had been rebuilt by Herod the Great and named for his father, which was Antipater. Right. Is that right? Antipater. Yes. So the city of Antipatis was um, about 42 miles from Jerusalem and 26 miles from Caesarea. Now, their destination is Caesarea. That's where Felix is located. But they're not going to be able to get there during the night. Remember, they're, they're leaving around 9 p.m. So they're not going to make it to, to Caesarea uh, that night. So Antipatris was was a stopover. They they decided, you know, they're going to make it that far. It's a waypoint where they could get rest and get some food in the morning and then resume the travel. We get to verses 33, 34. When they arrived in Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they presented Paul also to him. Upon reading the letter, the governor asked what province he was from. This is, uh, this is part of verse 34, when he learned that he was from Cilicia. Um, and then verse 35, he said, I will hear you when your accusers also arrive. So it, it was it was important for Felix to first determine what Roman province are you from? In in our um, day, if if you if you were delivered by uh, hundreds of soldiers, <laughs> you know, imagine National Guardsmen, four hundred and seventy National Guardsmen deliver you to the governor of Florida. Well, not to the governor of Florida. Let's say to, um, well, yeah, it would be, yes. It would say to the governor of Florida. And the governor of Florida says, 
you know, are you are you a Floridian? No, I'm not. But what state, what state in America are you from? Why is he asking that question? Because he has to determine who has jurisdiction in this case. Rome had a an established rule of law, and and so Felix had to had to figure out who who in the Roman Empire has responsibility for determining what happens to Paul. So in verse thirty five, he says, "I will hear you when your accusers also arrive." So the governor assured Paul that he would receive a fair and complete hearing of his case under Roman law. And that the court trial wouldn't, the hearing is not a court trial, it's a hearing. It's like a judge hearing um, the charges. That's not the trial. It's it's like the prosecutor coming in saying, um, Your Honor, this is why we have this man and this is why we need a trial. So he, he told Paul, Nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be any hearings until your accusers, meaning the Jews in Jerusalem, show up here in Caesarea, and I hear from them why they want to kill you. So he ordered Paul to be kept. Now listen to this. Paul was kept in the in Herod's palace. Yes. What does that say to you, Doc? That uh, he, at least Felix, recognized that this was a high-profile case and he needed to be well taken care of. Yeah, well, he didn't put him in the guest house. No. He put him in Herod's palace. Yes. This is actually where, where Felix lived. He put him in, in his own house. That That's an amazing... Um, part of this story that Felix recognized this is no ordinary prisoner, suspect, whatever, accused. Uh, this is a very uh, educated, intelligent man, and he's, he, on surface, first appearance, he has no threat to the Roman Empire at all. I'm not going to treat him like a criminal. I'm, I'm going I'm to make sure he has a nice, comfortable bed He's got food. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm going to put soldiers at his door. Nobody's going to get in. Nothing's going to happen to this man on my watch. Right. There's not going to be a bad report reach Rome that a Roman soldier, a Roman citizen, was murdered in my custody. It's not going to happen. That's what that's what he's thinking. His concern was not so much about Paul as was his own reputation. His his standing with Rome. Yes. Felix was saying, I'm not, there's not going to be a bad mark on my career. I don't know who this man is. I don't know what he's accused of, but I know he's not a criminal. And and I am not going to allow a bunch of, of religious zealots from Jerusalem to co- commit a murder. And then this gets reported to Rome. And it's, it, it's a, it's a mark on my career. So let's get over it, uh, Doc. We've got, uh, I think we can go maybe another 10 minutes or so. Uh, chapter 24. Okay. How far do you want to go? 
uh, let's we'll shoot for uh, up to verse nine. Okay, so uh, beginning with verse one, chapter twenty-four. And after five days, Ananias the high priest descended with the elders, and with him a certain order named Tertullius, who informed the governor against Paul. So they brought their lawyer. And when he was called forth, Tertullius began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy province, we accept it always, and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Notwithstanding, that I be not further tedious unto thee, I pray thee that thou wouldest hear us of thy clemency a few words. For we have found this man a pestilent fellow, and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, who also hath gone about to profane the temple, whom we took, and would have judged according to our law. But the chief captain Lysias came upon us, and with great violence took him away out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come unto thee, by examining of whom thyself mayest take knowledge of all these things, whereof we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, saying that these things were so. Yes. So, verse 1. After five days, Ananias, the high priest, arrived with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus. They brought before the governor their charges against Paul. So, you get the high priest. I mean, immediately... Felix knows this is a serious case. The high priest of the Jews has traveled to Caesarea to make the accusation. Now, Rick, I don't, know, uh, yeah, I don't know if you caught this or not, but Josephus said that uh, uh, Felix had actually had the previous high priest murdered. You, you know, I, 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 I remembered that from previous studies. Um, I forgot about it for today, but yes, you're tr that's true. So the previous high priest, his name was Jonathan, and he was instrumental in, in getting Felix appointed as governor. He had put a good word in, so we liked this yes. guy. But yes. after, Felix got, after Felix got into office, uh, Jonathan criticized him a lot, and uh, Felix uh, basically uh, set up a uh, robbery. And uh, in the robbery, uh, Jonathan was killed. And so Ananias became the high priest. And notice how they address Felix in these first few verses. Most noble Felix, uh, we, we don't want to get on your bad side here because <laughs> we know you killed the last high priest. That's right. Uh, so well, they're all murderers. The Jews and Felix are right. all murderers. But uh, I, it's interesting, the, the language that they use in addressing Felix, most noble Felix, uh, we're not going to uh, wear you down with a, a, you know, a tedious narrative and everything. We're going to get right to the point. Uh, and, but I thought it'd be good for the folks that are watching and listening today to know that Felix had the previous high priest knocked out. It's, it's like a soap opera, isn't it? Yes. Um, well, the one thing I, I, I uh, take note of is uh, they took a lawyer with them. They had a Jewish lawyer. Um, <clears throat> they had the high priest, the elders, and a lawyer because they planned to nail Paul. They, they were not going to be amateurs at presenting the accusations. They took a lawyer with them to uh, 
make the formal charges against Paul to Felix. Uh, they were determined they were going to get this guy killed. Because they knew, look, they were at risk themselves of being in trouble. You know, Felix Felix had been informed by Claudius Lysias that, that the Jews had a plot to murder Paul. So Felix kept this in his head. And he's not, he hasn't disclosed this fact to them yet, that he knows that they were plotting to murder Paul. So as, as they are, um, you know, uh, <laughs> giving him false um, respect, uh, Felix is, is sitting there going, you bunch of liars, <laughs> you hypocrites, you hate me. You'd kill me if you got a chance, but I'll just sit here and and watch you lick my my feet right now. And you're only licking my feet because you want me to kill Paul. That's what he's thinking. But this is the game that's being played. So verses two through four. When he was summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying. Since through you, we enjoy peace. Now, remember, this, this is the lawyer. Right. right. This, this, is the, this is the silver-tongued Jewish lawyer speaking to Felix. Felix, through you, oh, majesty, because of you ruling over us, which we hate and despise in our homes— but in front of you, we love you, Felix, because you give us peace. All right. And foresight is bringing reforms to the nation. <laughs> this is like, you want to, Felix probably want to stick his finger down his throat and gag. Like, oh my, I got to put my boots on. This is getting so deep. <laughs> but he just sat there, you know, and, and allowed them to, fawn over him. With all thankfulness, most excellent Felix, we always welcome it everywhere. But not to detain you further, I beg you to briefly hear us in your patience. So the lawyer has uh, flattered Felix. Felix knows he's being flattered. He's not buying any of it, but he's, he's enjoying it. And he's He's pondering, okay, what are you guys up to? And so the lawyer says, now that I've told you how great you are and how much we love you, and we truly enjoy being subjected to Roman rule. Notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, we've got something we want. I would like to continue this flattery, but I know you're busy, and I— I want you to just briefly hear our grievance against Paul. And, and, and so he offers this false tribute to Felix and um, sets up the scene here for the argument that Paul is guilty, needs to be dealt with, and that the Jews have not done anything wrong at all by seeking to kill him because that's the argument they're going to make here right 
we were we were going about our business murdering this man when your soldiers interrupted. He's not going to say it, is he? But that's that's really what it was all about. We we were in the progress of murdering an innocent man, and the Roman soldiers um, broke up our murder. And now, Felix, we've come before you so that you will officially <clears throat> approve our murder. <laughs> Verses five and six, Tertullus, the, uh, the, the Jewish lawyer, silver tongue. We have found this man a troublemaker, instigating riots among all the Jews throughout the whole world, a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, so we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. So the lawyer says, we, meaning the Jewish elite, the, the ruling class of Jerusalem, we found this man to be a troublemaker. We investigated him, and we've learned that he has started riots among the Jews throughout the entire world, Felix. This man goes from nation to nation, starting riots. And even worse, Felix, listen to this. He is a ringleader of a dangerous group of religious fanatics called the Nazarenes. Oh, boy. And if that's not enough, Felix, he profaned the temple. What else would you expect us to do? We seized him. We were in the process of judging him when your soldiers discovered our murderous riot. So he uses the term in the, in the uh, King James, a pestilent fellow. I like that. <laughs> He's a pestilent fellow. <laughs> pestilent fellow. Um, a mover of sedition among the Jews throughout the world a ringleader. So the accusations, there's, he's, what he's doing is he's, he's defining Paul. Um, the first person who gets to speak in a matter um, has the upper hand because he or she can define the other person or the other uh, cause or whatever it is. And, and so what, what the Jews were doing is that they were, they were defining Paul in a very negative way. Now, Paul has to undo the damage that the lawyer has done because the lawyer has very carefully planted thoughts in Felix's mind, a pestilent fellow. He's a plague. A, a man who starts riots in many nations, a ringleader of a dangerous cult, a troublemaker. You don't want that kind of person in your province, do you, Felix? So now 
when when it gets to Paul's turn to talk, instead of presenting his case, he's got to now undo all this, all these lies about him. How do the Jews do it today? How do the Jews use the same tactics against Christian preachers today? It's called Wikipedia. <laughs> it's called Wikipedia. They smear you on Wikipedia. And then you spend the rest of your time trying to tell people, that's not true. That's not me. Doesn't matter. People read it. So they're still using the same tactics today. Nothing has changed at all. Um, we get to verse 6. And... He accuses Paul of profaning the temple, uh, which was an unfounded charge. They knew he... Remember, what was Paul doing in the temple? Fulfilling he a was vow. Fulfilling a Nazarite vow. How was he profaning the temple? Well, they were saying that he uh, had brought in uh, Trophimus, remember? The, the Greek. But they didn't see him there. No. They, they, saw, they saw a Gentile with Paul near the temple and so they somebody said well he took a gentile into the temple and they they never had the evidence that paul took a gentile into the temple so that that was their accusation but again it's based on false false testimony that he he took a gentile into the temple they're, they're, this lawyer's not telling felix hey this is all made up stuff. This was um, third-hand witnesses. We don't have any pictures. We don't have any recordings. There's nothing. We don't have two people who could testify they saw Paul take a Gentile into the temple. They don't have it. But they planted it in Felix's mind. That's the main thing. They planted a false accusation in Felix's mind. The Jews do the same thing today. They go to the FBI, and they give the FBI reports that they wrote about Christians. Yes. They go to the Justice Department, and they say, we have, we have spent millions of dollars researching domestic terrorists in America, white supremacists. And here's the report. You can have it for free. We spent millions of dollars on this report. We're giving it to the Justice Department, the FBI. We're giving it to the state police of every state in America. We're giving you these reports for free. We did the work for you. Look, look at who these people are, these Christians. We've got their names. We've got their addresses. We've got things that they've said. You should do something about it. You should investigate them. You should put them on a domestic terrorist watch list. They do the same things today. Yes. Nothing's new. Yeah, what do you, and, and Rick, what do you do to the terrorists? Well, they get put to death. Yes. Uh, because terrorists aren't human, right? So once you no, label, they lose, somebody, once you label they somebody lose, a terrorist. They, they automatically lose their constitutional rights. Yes. What they're saying to Felix is, 
We know that he's a Roman citizen. We get that part. But you should strip him of his rights. That's the underlying message. You're right. Verses 7 through 9. But the commander, Lysias, came to us and forcibly took him out of our hands. <laughs> your, your commanding officer grabbed this man, forcibly took him out of our hands, ordering his accusers to come before you. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn about all these things concerning which we accuse him. And then verse 9. The Jews assented, alleging these things to be true. They all nodded their head and went, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He did it all. He's guilty. He's guilty. We agree. He, he profaned the temple. He's a rioter. He's a troublemaker. He's a, he's a cult leader. You've got our word on it, Felix. We wouldn't lie to you. I mean, this is just disgusting behavior. So, didn't, Doc, didn't this, really, the lawyer actually slandered Lysias. Yes, because um, it it gave the impression that Lysias just came in and, you know, just took over and, you know, uh, uh, made himself in charge and everything, when in actuality, uh, you know, there's no way Paul would have gotten a fair trial with the Jews at all, they, they, they would have killed Paul on the spot if uh, Lysias hadn't intervened and protected yes. him. So, uh, it was, so for, for Tertullus to stand there and say, Lysias interfered with our, uh, our justice system. We, we were not able to mete out a justice because your chief captain interfered with Jewish law. Yeah, so they, they threw Lysias under the bus. They're now trying to get Lysias in trouble. And they had to, Doc. They, they had to get him in trouble. Because if they told the truth, Felix would say, get out of here. Because the truth was, your man, Lysias, the commander, saw us rioting and getting ready to murder Paul without a trial. And your man sent soldiers down and stopped the riot and the murder. So they can't, they can't tell the truth. They have to throw Lysias under the bus and try to get him in trouble. Because they're trying to get Felix to think, my man Lysias um, acted inappropriately. Uh, intervene for no reason. That's what they want Felix to think. But Felix is too smart to fall for this stuff. In his mind, he's he's sitting there thinking, you liars. I know Lysias. I appointed him. He's one of the best soldiers I have. You're a bunch of liars. That's what he's thinking to himself. So we get to verses 10 and 11. After the governor motioned, well, I'll tell you what, I think at that point, because 10 and 11, we get into Paul's answer. And I think we ought to save that for tomorrow because that, that could be a full lesson tomorrow. Paul then goes into defending himself. 
Yes. So I'll, I'll just I'll just wrap it up here at, at verse nine. All right. Well, uh, we had uh, people from 18 countries check in with us today, Rick, and so very glad for that. Uh, it might have been one or two more that I missed here along the way, but at least 18 countries Good. and nearly 400 people with us again. And uh, so we appreciate you uh, joining us each and every weekday morning, 8 a.m. for Morning Manna. Don't forget, you can also, if you happen to miss it, uh, the uh, you can also uh, listen to it later, uh, watch it later here on Faith and Values. Plus, you can share it. Uh, on your profile on Faith and Values, tell them, hey, you missed a great lesson on Morning Manna today. You should listen to it. And so be sure to share Morning Manna with uh, your fellow Faith and Values members that aren't necessarily here today. So uh, we're live every weekday morning, 8 a.m. And of course, True News is live every uh, weekday at 12 noon Eastern time. And so we invite you to that as well. And you can watch it live on truenews.com, Faith and Values several social media outlets out there and you can always watch the replay here on faith and values as well so we appreciate you so very much being a part of faith and values and uh, you obviously if you're here you see some value in this and you're getting fed and uh, rick and i are getting fed too in preparation for this on a daily basis as we're finding things in scripture we've never seen before either and so uh well you know doc when when you're cooking Doc, when you're cooking a meal, the, the chef is always tasting. Yes. <laughs> so got to get it right. It needs a little so more, needs right. a little salt. And so, That's right. Uh, so you, you're always tasting the meal. Hey, I, you know, I want to ask, uh, the way that Doc and I are presenting the, the scriptures, is it helping you, you know, see how it really happened? I mean, we're adding, you know, we're trying to add some flavor, some color to it. You know, th th there are things that the Bible doesn't tell us, but we're just thinking it through. What was Felix, what was he thinking when he was sitting there? How was the lawyer speaking? What was his motive? You know, that's what we're trying to, to add to this. Uh, you know, and the, like Wikipedia, does this bring it home to today? Hmm. The same tactics that were used against the preachers in the early church, they're using the same tactics today. Smear the reputation. Hinder them from going into all the world. Accuse them, falsely accuse them of things they didn't do. It's the same thing today. Yes. I think for, for me, it, us going through this verse by verse, makes it real for today. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. because you and I were involved with the news so much and everything that uh, for us, this makes a great a marriage between the two because it uh, allows us to be able to say the scriptures uh, are as alive today as when they were written. I mean, they're as much alive and living today and have as much power in them today as they ever did because yes. they really because it reveals the heart of man and in the heart of God. And Doc, those uh, things never change. Who, who, was, who was the uh, the woman that was prime minister of Great Britain last year or two? It, it was, I forget her name. She, she was only prime minister for like a really short was period of time. It seemed like months. Theresa May or uh, no? Was it? No, it wasn't Theresa May. Uh, um, I forget her name. She was, <laughs> she was there. So such a small trust. Yes. Trust, yes. Liz, Liz Trust, yes. I should Liz remember Truss. that. Do, do you remember the day that she went to visit 
King Charles. And the microphone in the king's office picked up the king's mumble. And he was told, Prime Minister Truss is at the door wanting to see you. And King Charles mumbled, oh, dear. <laughs> it picked it up. He kind of rolled his eyes and went, oh, dear, you know. So kings, kings and queens, okay, they're just human. They're just as human as you and me. And you, you get the flavor of what it's like in a palace. So that's why I think of, you know, like Felix, the, the procurator, the, 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 the governor of Judea, that when he was told, hey, there's a delegation, the high priest and a lawyer and some elder, you know, I think he probably rolled his eyes and went, oh, dear, here we go. <laughs> Boy, this is going to be a cartoon show. Okay, bring them in. It's just life. It's drama. It's it's the way it is. And and so um, nothing's changed. People are people. Same and they people. still do the same thing today. Hey, I got to go. I got a truck arriving here soon. I got to unload, Doc. So oh, okay. I won't see you, Doc. I won't be there until about 1130. Okay. All right. Well, okay. God bless everyone, and we'll see you on the next edition of Morning Manna. God bless you. And I got that truck unloaded and got True News done. You sure did. <laughs> it's been busy. I've never been involved in a moving that took three months. Well, we're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel on this yes. move, and so yes. we're making so. that official change this week. And so, yeah. So, uh, by the way, if anybody, if you're interested in buying a Skyjack Scissor Lift, we have one for sale. We no longer need a Scissor Lift. We needed it in the former facility because we had to get up high in the building to change lights, and but we don't need it now. We've right. downsized and we're doing things completely different. Um, but we do have a Skyjack scissor lift that we're going to advertise for sale. You'll have to come get it. Yes, you do. We can't <laughs> we're, ship we're it. We're not going to deliver it. We can't ship it, but you can come get it. And uh, if you're interested, uh, let us know. It's uh, you, The used price, the value of it is about $9,000. It only has about 200 hours on it. It's, it's in good shape. So anyhow. It was uh, quite a quite a uh, process, but thank God we we got through it. And uh, closing is tomorrow, and all we do tomorrow is turn the keys in, and that's it. Yeah, it was kind of a melancholy moment this morning as I visited the uh, church building and realized this would be the last time I would be in the building. So um, a lot of good things happened there. Uh, a lot of people saved. A lot of good things. A lot of laughter, um, but it's being transferred in the hands of a. A great church. Yes. Have good people. We know them. And uh, we were the stewards for seven years. They will now be the stewards of that property. And the Lord has moved us into a new facility with a new uh, way of doing things. And that is faith and values. So, hey, we got to run. We'll be here tomorrow. Doc's going to Ohio tomorrow.
You're listening to WWCR International Shortwave Radio. You can find true news on frequency 12.160 from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern and on frequency 4.840 from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. Connect with us on Rumble, Facebook, X, and Getter. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.